On Demand. Hear news from Israel whenever you want. You're listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Monday, June the 10th, 2019. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. Senior Israeli sources quoted by Ynet say that it was Israel's Mossad that provided the intelligence tip to British authorities regarding a Hezbollah bomb-making plot in London that was exposed four years ago but never divulged until this week. Britain's Daily Telegraph reported yesterday that Britain's MI5 agent and police acting on a tip from foreign intelligence arrested in 2015 a man in his 40s an alleged Hezbollah terrorist who was stockpiling more than three tons of ammonium nitrate, a common ingredient in homemade bombs, on the outskirts of London. However, the suspect was later released without charges, and British authorities never divulged the plot or the arrest. The paper cited what it called a well-placed source as saying that the plot had been disrupted by a covert intelligence operation rather than seeking a prosecution. According to the report, the plot was part of a wider Hezbollah plan to lay the groundwork for future attacks. The report noted that the arrest came just months after the United Kingdom joined the United States and other world powers in signing the Iran nuclear deal and speculated that it was hushed up in order to avoid derailing the agreement with Tehran, which is Hezbollah's main sponsor. Iran's Foreign Minister Mohammad Jawad Zarif says that the United States cannot expect to stay safe after launching its economic war on Tehran. The only solution for reducing tensions in this region, he said, is stopping that economic war. Zarif made the remarks at a news conference with his visiting German counterpart, Heiko Maas, who traveled to Tehran in an effort to ease tensions and salvage the nuclear deal, threatened by collapse over Washington's withdrawal and economic sanctions. U.S. Ambassador to Israel David Friedman's remarks in a New York Times interview justifying Israeli annexation of parts of the West Bank under certain circumstances continued to draw political reaction. Cabinet Minister Tzachi Hanegbi of the Likud welcomed Friedman's statements, telling Khan Radio that they convey the new world outlook of the Trump administration, one that is not committed to unrealistic ideas, in his words, such as the two-state solution. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is expected to inform the Attorney General today whether or not his defense lawyers intend to appear for his pre-indictment hearing, currently scheduled for the beginning of October. Attorney General Avichai Mandelblit last week rejected a request from Netanyahu to postpone the hearing in light of the snap elections scheduled for September. Netanyahu's lawyers have not ruled out petitioning the high court over the refusal, though sources close to the prime minister have acknowledged that the court is unlikely to rule in his favor. In a separate development, a revised charge sheet is expected to be presented today against the prime minister's wife, Sarah Netanyahu, in the prime minister's residence spending affair. Under the deal, Netanyahu is expected to pay a fine of 55,000 shekels and admit to a lesser charge of exploiting the mistake of another person, which does not carry criminal charges, in order in ordering more than 300,000 shekels worth of catered and restaurant meals while there was an on-staff cook at the prime minister's residence. In other political news, less than four months in politics were enough for him. Reserve Major General Tal Russo, who was elected to the 21st Knesset on the reserved number two spot in the labor list, 
has announced that he will not participate in the upcoming elections for the 22nd Knesset. Russo wrote on social media that he will not seek the Labor Party chairmanship and is withdrawing from the Labor roster. I entered politics some four months ago with big plans for change in the Labor Party and no less the state of Israel, he wrote. The reality in which we find ourselves, snap elections and choosing a Labor Party leader in such a short span of time, does not allow me to do the things as I had hoped. I do not want to be part of a battle over succession. I thank the Labor Party members and the public for their broad support and will continue to work for the good of the public through other means. A Turkish stowaway who set fire to a Turkish freighter in waters outside the Haifa port yesterday is to be deported to his country and will not face charges in Israel. The decision was made following his investigation. A con reporter says the man, aged 45, snuck onto the Turkish ship and did not intend to reach Israel. When he understood where he was and that the ship's captain intended to turn him into police, he set the fire in order to try to avoid his being handed over. And eight Israeli tourists were injured in a road accident in Sri Lanka last night. The Israelis, ranging in age from 23 to 35, sustained varying degrees of injury, none of them life-threatening. Their families have been updated, and Israel's embassy in India is working with insurance companies to transfer the eight to hospital in Sri Lanka's capital, Colombo. The weather outlook, warm for the time of year, hotter tomorrow with temperatures dropping on Wednesday and Thursday, becoming normal for the time of year. The maximum temperatures in the main centers... Jerusalem 31, Tel Aviv 30, Haifa 29, Beersheba 35, and Enelat going up to 38 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program.